This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. There's nothing more that they'd like to do than take the floor and dance with you. Where the hell are you? I'm, in, I'm not telling. I'm, I will, you'll never know. I'll bleep it out. You're at that. a playground. Are you at a pediatrician's? I'm not a no, I'm not a pediatrician. <laughs> it sounds like you're at a pediatrician's. Yes, I'm definitely a pediatrician. Are you, sitting, are you sitting on a desk Maybe that kind I'm of looks in. like a fire truck and has that crinkly white paper that they roll off oh like a butcher sheet? I'd be so happy <laughs> if I was. If there was a fire truck thing going on, you know what I always wanted was the bed from um, 17 again, like the land speeder mm, bed. Like sure, yeah, that would be good. I'd go to the pediatrician if the tables were like land speeder tables. Yeah. Or they lay you down and they put the sheet over you and it looks like you're in carbonite. Oh, oh, that would be great. Hello, kitties. Yeah, make everything better. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to have a good time together because today we're having sax. Um, we're talking with Eddie Mannion, <laughs> saxophonist. Are you just getting that joke now? No, I'm just <laughs> laughing that you actually tried to say that joke. <laughs> Oh, you it, just it, were so excited to say it. And I was I, you, laughing, thinking of Eddie listening to the episode going, oh, yeah, they had to do it. Yeah, they had to go there. I, you know, and it didn't wow. really occur to me beforehand. I, thought, I just freestyling came to me. I thought um, they were clever, but I guess they're just like everybody else. Nope, there's no off position on the genius switch. Um, but we're talking with Eddie Mannion, saxophonist extraordinaire, which I keep trying to think of other ways to explain him. And that's the only thing I can do. The, the list of artists he works with runs the gamut from, from Diana Ross to, to Bruce Springsteen and, and Super Bowl halftime shows. And I think that is all good. So we'll play our interview with Eddie and we'll go from there. So, so you too can enjoy, experience the joy of sax. Can I say that? You can. <laughs> Ideally the 1970s version, not the revamped version. <laughs> It seems like you're constantly busy. I mean, your discography <laughs> and your tour list is uh, makes me feel incredibly lazy. Uh, I guess why did you unpopular? Yeah, at the very <laughs> least, unliked certainly. Yeah. yeah, how did you get this new record record together? How did you squeeze this in amongst everything else you're doing? Well, uh, I started this record at the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe that was March of what, 2020? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, I really didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> um, you know, everything stopped for me, uh, touring, um, performing. Uh, luckily, I, I had a great, th actually a three-year tour with uh, Little Stephen and Disciples of Soul. Um, that started uh, maybe in 2017. Um, we got Stephen, uh, we, we call him now Stevie Van Sant. Uh, 
Uh, so uh, Stevie uh, got a got a call from a promoter in uh, England, uh, in London, Leo Green, uh, to put a put to do his concert a one a one off concert, and uh, so he um, contacted myself and Mark Ribbler, who uh, was the disciple of soul band director who put the band together. I think I was the only person besides uh, Stan Harrison that was original uh, that were in the Disciples of Soul 30 years ago. And, An uh, original and, disciple, one of the 12, right, sure. Right. Yeah. right. Many are chosen, <laughs> few are called, yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did an out. The first album with Little Steven, Disciples of Soul was 1982 uh, called Men Without Women. But anyway, um, so, Mark Ribbler put this band together to um, um, just to do a, do a show. Uh, Leo Green said, "Well, why don't, why don't you put a band together?" And, and uh, Stephen said, uh, "Well, I haven't I haven't performed in with this band in thirty years, but but it worked out great. Uh, I put the horns together and did it." I think Stephen came to me and asked me, he said, uh, I, I want you to start writing horn arrangements. I said, okay, great. Uh, and he said, uh, yeah, 80, 80 songs. And I said, well, that's, that's well, a lot of, that's I'll a lot be of back material. To you tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so, so we uh, put a great show together in 2017 and that, and that sparked uh, Stevie's uh, desire to, uh, to keep it going and and do some recording and we we wound up recording two two albums uh i guess 2018 2019 and uh um and it actually turned into the last album was called uh summer of sorcery um and a great great original album uh and we uh we toured for about three years, which is, which is a, was a godsend to, uh, to, to be able to do this before the pandemic. Uh, and uh, we, we traveled all over, all over the world, uh, went to Australia, we went to Europe a few times. Um, and uh, it, it was a great experience and a great tour. And uh, then the pandemic came and 2020 and um completely out of work there's there's just you know every, everybody's in the same situation so i figured the best thing i could do is put the best album together i possibly can and and uh record an album um so that, that's what i started compiling um well that's a very very strange uh it's a it's a it's a real uh compilation of a lot of different material different different styles um you know but but it's centered around the saxophone and oh when i when i record an album it has to do with what i think uh would sound songs what what songs would sound great as saxophone instrumentals and that's my criteria solely is uh if i hear a song i i think um 
of course i you know I, there there are a few original things on on the album but but mostly um cover versions i don't like the, i don't really like the word cover version i think it's it's, it's just uh i think the word cover song makes makes it sound like something that uh that you just put together as a cover, yeah. but you know, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Frank Sinatra didn't didn't record exactly. cover songs. He he recorded great songs right. that 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 other people wrote. That that that. So you know, so anyway. Yes, I'm with you. you. We have to find a better word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um. Um. So I have an an original uh, instrumental called Coasting In that I wrote, that I wrote uh, along. And at the same time, I, I was, uh, um, I had this uh, Christmas song that, <laughs> that I, that, that I uh, wound up putting on the, putting on the album. It's actually a bonus track. It's called the, the lights are on at old St. John's and uh so that's an that's an original song <clears throat> that I uh, wrote in in tribute to my uh, uh, great grandparents uh, Patrick Mannion, um, who uh, came from Ireland, is an Irish immigrant who worked worked uh, for the railroad and uh, came to this country and in. Uh, mid uh, 1800s and uh, so the, the song lights are on at all St. John's is a tribute to my Irish roots and uh, my my relatives that, that came here and built a church uh, called uh, St. John's old St. John's in Lakehurst New Jersey and uh, Lakehurst New Jersey is actually the town I was born in and the house next to the church is the house I was born in, 1952. Um, so that that song is is an original song that that's a tribute to um, my Irish immigrant railroad. That they they work for the railroad, and uh, but besides that, there then there's um, ten. Uh, uh, Cover songs that uh, that that I picked. Um, um, and, how did you uh, come up with that list of songs? Yeah. Because it's well, such a, it's got it, Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. It's right. got it's got yeah, a little bit of everything. Well, well, I wanted to have some songs that related to the pandemic uh, and how I felt at the time, choosing to have some continuity with the album. Um, and Smile by Charlie Chaplin was the, fir the first thing that I listened to that, that I thought hit me in a way of uh, representing what we were all feeling with, with the pandemic. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, and I wound up, uh, my mom passed away in 2018. Um, and a lot of the songs are a tribute to her um and and uh um songs like if uh by bread mm -hmm. um, um it's just a song i heard and i just and and you know at that time with my mom uh being in the hospital and 
uh, it's just related to me personally. Uh, sure. And, you know, and also uh, God Only Knows, uh, Beach Boys, yeah. that, 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 that is a tribute to my mom also. Um, 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 yeah, my, my mom uh, bought me my first saxophone when I was 10. And uh, it was uh, 19, well, when I was 10, it was 1962. And of course, uh, around that time, 63, 64, the Beatles, the Beatles yeah. uh, came and uh, that I was exposed to the greatest music uh, that we've all experienced when that was their, the early 60s. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, so I'll, so I really went back and uh, sort of uh, reworked instrumental arrangements of, of songs that I that I that got me interested in the saxophone to begin with, and uh, you know, and a few of them were were uh, spooky, the classics for. Yeah, I had a saxophone, and yes. so I, that so I always wanted to uh, do my own version of, of that song. Um, and of course, the Beach Boys, God only knows. Um, um, and uh, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. Um, the Hollies. That was yes. also good. Also around 1965, I think. Um, so, so of course, uh, uh, but the the songs, um, you know, I have to make an instrumental sax record. So, you know, I, I, when I hear a song that, that or a melody of a, of a song that, that I, that I think would be uh, an instrumental version, then I write that down and I write it down on a little piece of paper, put it in my wallet and I kind of forget about it for a while. Then, then when I get ready to uh, make an album, I take all those little pieces of paper out and I go, oh, let me, let me listen to that again. And. And uh, said, so, "Yeah." Then I then I I start playing along with it. But yeah, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I pick some songs that are not something that you um, can record in, in a few sessions. Uh, I pick I pick some songs that were very challenging, and God only knows by the Beach Boys is. One of the most challenging songs I've I've, I've ever heard. Um, it's not something you record in a day. Um, it took me two years to record this record. Um, you know because songs like it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, songs <laughs> like God only knows you. First of all, you got a string quartet. Um, there's it, it it has horns. It has. Um, attack piano it's got organ it's got french horn it's got you know background vocals and uh, but some songs you can't really make a your own version of well you you can try instrumentally but you i i sort of stuck to the uh to the faithful to the original arrangement on on a few songs because you have to um you you can't yeah. take a song like god only knows and 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 make your own change it i would <laughs> you know, agree you know, yeah. the only thing the only thing i really changed was the the the, the melody uh is on saxophone 
and, and uh, but uh, but most of the background vocal parts and the bridge and uh, and throughout the throughout the song, I had to you know respect what was there and 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 totally duplicate what was there and. Uh, Would they come at you with torches if you? it's a uh it's an incredible piece of music uh so I, I i stuck stuck to the original but at the same time you have to make it your own yeah and then and in the end you know try to you know fit the saxophone in where where it's going to make it your yeah. own own song but at the same but but be faithful to the original recording i had a good experience of um of actually i had to write an arrangement that that brian wilson sang um and maybe it was 2017 for a, a benefit for little kids uh, rock um uh with the little steven uh put together a benefit show for little kids rock um and uh, brian wilson was one of the guest artists so i had to write an arrangement um for that and brian wilson sang it um and also when we were on tour in 2019 or yeah 2019 um we were playing in california i forget ex exactly where santa monica maybe and um and uh, we had an off day and brian wilson was performing in a small theater um so we all got a chance to go there and, and I heard the song again with him singing it. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, that stuck in my mind with, uh, how great that was and, and how great he is. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, then I have, uh, well, before we get off of, yeah, God sure. Windows, did you tell Brian you were covering his song? Oh, no. Okay. I'm not on. I'm not on. I don't. I don't. I'm not on speaking terms. I mean, I don't. I don't have. I don't have. The, I don't call him up. And say, hey, Brian. Brian I'm, gonna... I'm covering covering your song. Yeah. And you've, no, but you've played yeah. with so many people, and you know, you're saying your age when the Beatles came to America. There's yeah. so much stuff that came after that. Is are your contemporaries or people who are just a little bit older? And does that ever get intimidating with the folks you share the stage with and have gotten to play with over the years? No, it's just yeah. like, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's, yeah, that's amazing what you said about a little bit older. Yeah. I'll, you know, the, the Beatles, Beatles were just a little bit older, but at the same time, I'm pretty much at the same age, but, but they're just a little bit older, uh, a little bit older. And, and, uh, you know, I, fortunately I got a chance to, uh, to work with a lot of those people over the years, uh, you know, 1982, I worked with Diana Ross and, uh, I was, uh, in, in her band for maybe th three years. And we, we traveled, uh, did a, a whole tour in the United States and Europe and, and we played the big room at Caesar's palace for, for maybe a month and a half. Uh, and then and we would travel to uh, Lake Tahoe and and then to resorts in Atlantic City. Um, and then we did a, a, a world tour um, in, in Europe. Um, 
And that those kind of experiences are, are you know, I, you know, I, you know, it was it was just a tremendous experience um, working with uh, Joe Garcia was the conductor of the band. Um, he he was Elvis Presley's conductor, um, and um, when Elvis Presley played at the Hilton in Las Vegas, um, you know, so you know, people some sometimes people ask me what you know, are there people that you've played with that you haven't had a chance to play with, and I always say Elvis Presley. That's, that's mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, that's he was a little bit older, uh, a, little, a little bit too older at the time and uh you know so i didn't get a chance to uh to play with him uh but um uh, everyone you know, else hope, yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah but ho- ho- hopefully uh you know uh, working with with people like Dinah ross and you know the, that whole motown uh sound uh has has rubbed off on me and uh you know, and uh, I play a lot of baritone sax too. And you know, I, you know, I, I really listen to a lot of uh, Motown and uh, R&B growing up. When I first got the saxophone, um, you know, and a lot of uh, what I would listen to is, you know, some of my idols, uh, King Curtis and uh, Junior Walker on saxophonist playing instrumentals and. And uh, when I was listening to to their recordings, they they would have songs on their record, and and they would do a version, their own version of "Spooky" by Classics Four, or their own version of um, yeah, "Shadow Your Smile," or mm-hmm. you know. And I would listen to the different versions of that Junior Walker would do a version, or Sandman Taylor would do a version and King Curtis would do a version of the same song. And I was always comparing these different versions of, of instrumentals uh, or didn't call them, they weren't cover songs, but they were mm-hmm. right. it was great songs that everybody, everybody, you know, did their own version of, of that, that song. And I think, I think that's what I still do. I, yeah. I, I still, you know, I like to take over where King Curtis, you know, he 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 uh, would record these songs, and and then I, I, you know, I would always those songs would always stick in my mind, like Georgia on my mind, uh, Hoagie Carmichael's song that, uh, you know, and uh, that's that's on my album, um, and uh, so I, you know, have my own version of of that same song. Yeah. A lot of what you, you mentioned, obviously, a lot of this, the songs you chose were in, a tribute to your mom. And she was yeah. really instrumental, no pun intended, no. In, in, <laughs> in purchasing no. your, your first sax. Yeah. What is it like looking at your incredible career through her eyes? Oh, well, first of all, my mom was my greatest fan. She, she was... Uh, you know, she was an inspiration for, you know, she followed everything I ever did. As a matter of fact, you know, I have a scrapbook that she put together and maybe it's about this thick and, uh, you know, any, anything that I ever 
did with Bruce Springsteen or Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes or Little Steven, Disciples of Soul, um, Diana Ross, uh, Robert Cray Band. Um, there would always be articles, you know, yeah. mo mostly in the Asbury Park Press and in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And, and she would get the paper every morning. And if there was anything in the paper that had to do with me or 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 the people that I worked with, she she would take that article and put it in a scrapbook, and you know she, she would immediately call me, Eddie, you're in the you're in the paper. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, not again. Oh no, what the You know, and uh, so I have this scrapbook that she she kept of everything, you know, and she kept all my postcards when I, when I was. Uh, in Europe with Bruce Springsteen, 1988, Tunnel of Love Tour, and she would, she would uh, keep keep everything. And 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 uh, when she passed in 2018, I, I you know, it it, it was uh, it was hard. But uh, she she um, the last thing she said to me was uh, in the hospital. She said. Eddie, I would just want you to go to go to New York, start rehearsals with uh, Little Steven, Disciples of Soul, and then go on tour and have a good time. So, you know, I pretty much did that, and uh, and uh, you know, so you know that that was in 2018. So she she was a big inspiration for this album. The whole the entire album is dedicated to her. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, like the, yeah. Biggest yeah. fan, manager, historian, everything. Biggest fan, sometimes the only fan. But, uh, <laughs> that's you know, all you need. You only uh, need that's one. all I need. <laughs> yeah. Just, just needed her. And um, yeah. And even the, the Christmas song that I that I have on this album, The Lights Are On Old St. John's, is a, a tribute to her, too, because... You know, we lived next door to the church, and uh, um, uh, and I have so many fond memories of of, of growing up uh, in Lakehurst, New Jersey, and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, every, everything That's about awesome. that. Yeah, I love that. So I hope I'm not rambling too much here. No, we love it. No, no, no. no. Uh, this is no, not at yeah. all. No. Yeah. No, this is what we we love conversations that are conversations and conversations, sharing yeah. your stories and right, sharing right. you know would right. be really we'd be like well we got to go if it was you're giving us one word answers okay. <laughs> no so we love it it's perfect. yeah so so the, the record was a, a a real challenge and uh, but like I said when once you start songs like God only knows in Georgia and you start you start adding uh, string quartets and and all the instrumentation. It takes a, takes a while, so that's that's why it took two years. Uh, and I would I would go in, you know, I don't have my own studio, but I there, there's something about working with Bruce Springsteen, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. yeah. So they say. <laughs> uh, and, and Little Steven and Southside Johnny. One one thing that, that really has stuck with me is is the the quality of the recordings that they do. Uh, you know, uh, I'm spoiled. Uh, when I work 
with, with any of those people um, usually entails the best studios, the best musicians. Um, they take their time and, and uh, because of that, it cost me a fortune. Uh, <laughs> because um, the, the quality of, of my recording, it has to be the, it has to be the same. I can't, I can't record at home. I can't record, you know, I have to go into a great studio. I have to use, you know, the, the best microphones. I have to use Neumann microphones. I have to, I have to use the, the, the studio on, on, um, I used a studio in, in New Jersey called Surefire for my basic tracks. And there were eight, eight songs we did uh, on basic tracks. And I basically used the, uh, the uh, Disciple of Soul uh, rhythm section for, for, for eight songs. Mark Ribbler on guitar and Jack Daly on bass. Um, uh, Rich Mercurio on drums. Uh, Andy Burton on keyboards um and this that was the the primary rhythm section and i recorded these songs at a, a studio called uh, shorefire in long branch new jersey and the other five songs i recorded in where i live now in, in uh, pittsburgh um at the volt recording studio and uh, uh rec the songs were recorded by jimmy hoyson uh um great engineer he's had some grammy awards um and uh so all 13 songs were 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 mixed by uh mark ribbler and jack daly um at jack studio and doug deep productions in uh, asbury park new jersey and the eight basic tracks were recorded by uh, joe DeMeo and in Long Branch, New Jersey. But what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, I, these are great um, <clears throat> uh, studios with Neve boards and, uh, you know, actually the board we recorded on in, at the Volt recording studio was originally owned by George Harrison. Um, it's a, an old Neve, Neve board <clears throat> and uh, but that's the quality I have to have, you know, um, you know, um, and I, I take my time, um, you know, it took two years. I'd go in every two weeks and work, work on something. And I got background vocals. I, I have some, some of the greatest, uh, background vocals on a few songs. I have Cindy Mizell singing. Um, she, she worked with me with Bruce Springsteen and, uh, she's, if, you, worked if you need a backup singer, she's pretty good. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's uh, you know, she worked with Luther Vandross, uh, you know, uh, you know, she's, I, wh what's the name of that movie that she was in uh, uh, with Darlene Love? Stardom. Yeah, she's yeah. in that, yes. you know, yeah. So that's incredible with her. And I used uh, Jesse Wagner from uh, Little Steven, Disciples of Soul. And a friend of mine, Lisa Lowell, or I worked with uh, with Bruce Springsteen on the Seeger Sessions Band, uh, and with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. So, so I got some gr great singers, and 
background singers. And that, that's, I, I like to do instrumentals with background vocals. I, I like to, you know, it's not only just the sax, but I, I like to incorporate the background vocals so people can relate to the song. And, and that's, that's the whole thing. If you're a saxophone instrumentalist, um, you know, and you, you, you do R&B, you play jazz, uh, you, you, you have to make the record interesting for the general uh, people. You can't go over their heads, you know. Right. You, you know, so I, that's pretty much what I like to do. I like, I like to, you know, expose uh, people to some good music that maybe they never, never heard of before and, and incorporate a couple standards like on my album i have when sunny when sunny gets blue um and uh a lot a lot of people may have never heard that song um and uh and i also have a song called uh, deep purple um, which is uh, like a, a jazz standard really yeah. um and uh so so i have a little bit of that but you don't want too much of that you know I, you want you want you want to have um songs that uh that people have heard before because it's instrumental so so that's why i i try to keep it simple and i try to try to um you know i'm i'm pretty melodic player i'm not i'm not i'm not um i'm not trying to change the world or prove anything i just want i just like to I, I, I love the melodies of certain songs and, uh, and I just want to record what I want to record. Um, you know, some, and it, something that sounds like me and it's all about the saxophone. <clears throat> it's about the mm -hmm. sound, the sound of the saxophone. It, it, that's, that's what got me interested when I was 10 years old. And, and it's still, still to this day, I'm, I'm looking for, for a sound. I'm trying to improve my sound. I'm trying to um, work on my sound and uh, and get the best sound on recording and and so I'm pretty much doing that. I mean, I'm just documenting what I sound like um, and and trying to do that through through some songs that that people will know and uh, you know and try to. <clears throat> I'm trying to relate to people that love the sound of the saxophone. And people um, do love the saxophone. I feel of yeah. all the instruments, the listener, the audience is so drawn to a sax yeah. more than any other instrument. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I like to relate to um, jazz uh, uh, experts, you know, people, people that are, uh, great jazz musicians uh, but at the same time I've always wanted to relate to the guy who just loves the saxophone he a guy that he doesn't he, you know a guy that doesn't have a, a jazz collection he doesn't really know who Charlie Parker is or he doesn't mm -hmm. really know who you know Dizzy Gillespie is or or you know, but he just knows that he likes the saxophone, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> um, that's, you know, I, I've always had a pleasure of, you know, going into a bar and, and playing, playing 
instrumentals and and having some guy just that sitting there going, eh, I love the saxophone. You know, <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, and, and what do they love about the saxophone? I mean, maybe they they heard Harlem Nocturne by Sam the Man Taylor at one time, or maybe they heard uh, Yakety Sax by Boots Randolph, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the extent of their, what, what they've been exposed to as far, far as saxophone. But mm -hmm. But I, I love to, to incorporate a lot of that in my, in my, on my albums and, and revive that feeling of just a, a, an ordinary person that just, just loves the saxophone. And, 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 and uh, you know, so that's, I try to, you know, do instrumentals that, that aren't, um, that everybody can relate to and, um, you know, and try to try to uh, bring back uh, the instrumental uh, greatness that the saxophone had in the fifties and the sixties. And, um, you know, yeah, my, my, my great grandfather, I mean, my, my grandfather, uh, Joe Clark, you know, one, one day he called me up and he says, uh, can you play Yakety Sax by, Boots Randolph he says you you're not a saxophone player unless you can play <laughs> right you know yakety sax I said no well I'll learn it for you grandpa so I went over <laughs> his house and and played him yakety sax and uh and he's all right you're a saxophone player <laughs> pass the test <laughs> pass the test yeah well that's that's got to be opening track on on the next record yes. on the next record yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coasting In by Eddie Mannion is available right now wherever you get your music. You can also order copies from his website, eddiemannion.com, and you can follow him on Facebook and on Twitter where he is at Eddie Mannion. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com and don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvé and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together. Stay together.